Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. your boy AT coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. This week's track, Kendrick Lamar, You. The penultimate track, the penultimate track of the series. I've really enjoyed this series. What do you lot think? Do you lot think that starting all the way from Brenda's Got a Baby, coming through on this journey, following it all the way around, that it's been really enjoyable to be honest it's been really fun I feel like I want to do another one it's definitely a Lupe Fiasco one that I've always had an itch about which was Michael Young history story across both albums of Lupe Fiasco The Cool and Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor but yeah this is the penultimate track and the reason why this is the penultimate track will be apparent most likely at the end of this episode but The last track was Sing About Me, my favourite Kendrick Lamar track. And we move on to to Pimp a Butterfly. And we hit this track called You. Really, really low, sad and depressing track. Can't wait to get started. Let's kick in. I place blame on you still. Place shame on you still. Feel like you ain't shit. Feel like you don't feel. Confidence in yourself. Breaking on marble floors. Play shame on you still Feel like you ain't shit Feel like you don't feel Confidence in yourself Breaking no marble floors So we've hit the part of the album where Kendrick is really not in a good way He's not in a good way And he's conveying probably what he might have felt At his lowest point in a long time It might not be the lowest point in his life But definitely a lowest point since maybe His ascension from section 80 and you get this from time to time, especially when you feel depression. It's self-loathing. Self-deprecation, self-loathing are the best friends of depression. You blame yourself. You put shame on yourself. And then you get to a point where you start to feel numb. Your confidence is breaking on marble floors. And I like the fact that he uses the the visualization of marble floors because he's sort of saying like I made it I made it out of section eight I got marble floors but I still feel really weak I still feel really low I feel like 
nothing. And sometimes I think you need to check yourself when you feel numb. Some people genuinely, genuinely get numb to everything and anything around them. But it's fallacy. It's fallacy because it's the numbness shows how sensitive you really is. The numbness shows how sensitive you really is. And yeah, if you find yourself self-loathing, if you find yourself self-deprecating, you need to check yourself. No one else can do it for you. You need to check yourself. Facts. What can I blame you for? N-word. I can name several situations. I'll start with your little sister baking a baby's side just a teenager, where was your patience, where were your antennas, where was the influence you speak of, you preached in front of a hundred thousand and never reached her. What can I blame you for, nigga I can name several, situation I start with your little sister baking, a baby aside, just a teenager, where your patience, where was your antennas, where was the influence you speak of, you preached in front of a hundred thousand but never reached her. Bars. And now you guys understand how we've gone from sing about me to this song because ultimately and it's it's an incredibly beautiful narrative to paint Kendrick as a young adolescent spoke on Keisha he did Keisha's story her pain and he spoke on the story to play it to his younger sister to tell her hey you you're your womanhood, your heart, your body, your soul, your everything is way more important than just giving it up at a very young age. And getting caught up in sex at a very young age is a very complicated and toxic thing. And it's something I could genuinely, genuinely relate to. I lost my virginity when I was 15. And I think maybe that was a little bit too early for me. Genuinely, I mean it. I feel like there's just certain things that come out of being sexually active when you're very young that is so intoxicating one thing's for certain my academic my academic achievements would have been far more greater than what they were it wasn't that I did bad I just know I could have done it I could have been a straight A so I could have been a straight A student facts and got into the best university and probably not being in this position that I'm feeling about now about like hey my careers I don't really like I don't like being what I am right now and I want to be something more and I'll be a, I don't think any of those things any of those insecurities or anything of those pains would have happened because I reckon I would have achieved and sailed through a lot further but when you have sex when you're young and you're running and gunning it's so intoxicating and it, it overrides everything I think it overrides everything and Kendrick spoke about that on Keisha's song Her Pain. We get to sing about me and Keisha's sisters like who the fuck are you bro? Who the fuck are you to talk to me and my sister? Like so who are you? Who the fuck are you to talk on my sister and talk about her plights, her pain, her thing as as and parade her as some kind of martyr and make yourself to be some kind of hero. Who who are you to do that? But yet, you know, we go back to those lines, was I worth it? 
did I put enough work in? And I'm like, yeah, Kendrick, 100, you are. Because I'm talking on it. It's affected me. It's put things in my mind, thoughts in my mind. And yet, here we are now. And it must have hurt him so much. It must have hurt him so much that he's like, I can tell a hundred thousand people at a concert and get them all to sing my lyrics and my bars and feel it and genuinely, genuinely feel it. And yet I couldn't get my sister to understand that she shouldn't have been a teenage pregnant woman or she shouldn't have become a teenage pregnancy, a teen mom, whatever you want to call it. Sorry, I can't get the term right. I'm flapping here. I'm flapping here. But yeah, and... Don't we all feel that at times? Don't we all feel that at times where you're like, how is it that I can be respected by this many people and yet my own brother or my own sister can't follow something really simple that I told them to do? Or I can get this and I manage that and I manage billions and billions and billions of pounds and yet I can't get my son or daughter to be financially disciplined. It is the the most annoying and irritating thing about life at this present moment of time and he's holding himself account like but he's holding himself account in a neurotic way in a way that is not healthy or conducive because obviously if I was to be Kendrick's friend and Kendrick's boy and be like and he was upset about what had happened to his sister I'd be like yeah it's happened there's nothing you can do about it but what you need to take pride in the fact was that you try to do something about it. That's the most important thing, is that you you say, hey, I said this, I showed her that, and now if she follows down that route, it means I did all that I could. So many people would have just got caught up in their fame. So many people would have got caught up in the hype and the ascension. He cared enough. He could have been like, fuck it, I'm just going to go be a famous guy and bang loads of bitches and I'm going to like pay all these go to all these strip clubs and just live it hard and just ignore everyone in family because that's what a lot of fame does. It can intoxicate you to a way where you're just like, oh, I don't really care about everything. I'm just doing my thing, man. I'm just doing my thing. But he cared. He cared and he tried. And that's all that matters. When you start saying, oh my God, how the fuck can I do this and do that and achieve this and achieve that, but yet you did this to me, you did this to me, or you've done this. Like, I told you not to get pregnant. I told you not to you know, give up your body that way, I, I, you know, I couldn't have spoke it out more for you, Gonzalez Park, raped, stabbed, like, what, like, what part of that didn't you get, but the most important thing is that you tried, Kendrick, you tried, and there's, look, there's line about where was your antennas, that's one of the hardest things, that's one of the hardest things, I think one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with is, like, being cheated on twice, and it's, when only in hindsight you go, where were your antennas, bro? When she acted like this, where were your antennas? How have you just not got a feel or a radar for these things? That's probably the one thing that I think I have developed more so since the age of 31 than anything else is my antennas have developed now. I have a feel, a tangible sense of someone who is honest, genuine, authentic, and people that are just just telling lies. And I know how to negotiate all types of characters now. Whereas before, I was just like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to be a really happy, jovial, nice guy. And good things will come for me. No, 
doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, the world does not work like that. You have to negotiate people, facts. I fucking tell you, you fucking failure. You ain't no leader. I never liked you, forever despise you. I don't need you. The world don't need you. Don't let them deceive you. Numbers lie too. Fuck your pride too. That's for dedication. Thought money would change you, made you more complacent. Fucking hate you. I hope you embrace it. I swear. I fucking tell you, fucking fail you, you ain't no leader I never liked you, forever despise you, I don't need you The world don't need you, don't let them deceive you Numbers lie too, fuck your pride too, that's for dedication Thought money would change you, made you more complacent Fucking hate you, I hope you embrace it, I swear I think it's really hard to get there But I do feel like the final point of depression or sadness is just pure rage And Kendrick's just raging out here He's absolutely raging out it doesn't matter what you say to him. It doesn't matter what you tell him. It doesn't matter how you console him. It's not going to work. You're better off just leaving someone like this individual alone. You're better off leaving Kendrick alone right now. The way he's speaking about himself and the way he's speaking in general. Some really cool things here though that I want you to feel like numbers lie to is an opposite to what Jay-Z said. There's a line that Jay-Z said. I'll get it up one sec. Jay-Z had a track called Reminder and the line goes, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. This is the complete opposite of what Jay said, but I think what Kendrick's trying to say to himself anyway is like, you can tell me I've sold a billion million tracks and that I've made a difference to communities and people and individuals that have wanted to maybe do harm to themselves, but what does it matter when my own sister doesn't follow what I do, when the people that I care about around me are falling like flies? So he's he's in this rage mode, this absolute wild out rage mode. And, you know, I need to hold myself accountable to this. I always keep thinking that, yeah, I'm going to be financially dependent, I'm going to be like a gazillionaire or whatever you want to be. And that I'll be able to do loads of good things. And I genuinely do believe that. I still hold that true to my heart. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fix everything if you're not right internally. So where he goes, thought money would change you, made you more complacent. I think that's what money tends to do to a lot of people. When you've got a lot of it, it makes you overlook a lot of things. Going back to where's your antennas? You've got no antennas. Um, fuck your pride to Pride being a track of his next album damn and that's for de- that's for dedication and you know an album i think it was a in between album i don't really want to call it a full-on album release but it was uh for overly dedicated so he's fitted in some real subtle ones there wow he's absolutely raging out incredible incredible artist a friend never leave compton for profit or leave his best friend little brother you promised you'd watch him before they shot him. Where was your antennas? On the road, bottles and bitches. You faced him one time, that's unforgiving. You even FaceTimed instead of a hospital visit. Guess you thought he'd recover well. Third surgery, they couldn't stop the be- bleeding for real. Then he died. God himself will say, you fucking failed. You ain't try. 
A free never leave Compton for profit or leave his best friend low, brother. You promised you watch him before they shot away with your antennas on the road, bottles and benches. You FaceTime the one time that's unforgiving. You even FaceTime instead of a hospital visit. Guess you thought he'd recover well. Third surgery, they couldn't stop the bleeding for real. Then he died, got himself and said, You fucking failed. You ain't tried. So the first line is a real interesting one. And I guess the best way I could relate to it, not personally relate to it, but imagine you have like four friends and three of them are going to one university, wherever, just some normal one, but you've got the opportunity to go Oxford or Cambridge or Harvard for the uh, the American listeners out there. And that pull, isn't it? That pull of staying part of the crew. And those boys would be like Why do you want to go Oxford anyway They're going to be full of like Geeks and boring people You're not going to have fun You're not You're not going to Why would you want to go for profit for Why would you want to go and make a Better life for yourself When you can have loads of fun and jokes And keep it real with us And it's the same thing here It's like a friend never leaves Compton for profit That's Kendrick's boy Kendrick's owning himself Saying that is my, my That's my guy I would have never have left him I promised that I'd keep an eye on him I wouldn't leave him and just be like all right let me just go get rich and get bottles and bitches cars and the clothes money and the hose that's not real if you want to keep it real if you want to keep it gangster you would have stayed in Compton and you would have looked after my friend his friend sorry his so-called little brother where were your antennas it's a really interesting line. I've never really picked up on it when I've listened to it loads of times, but it's where is your radar? Where's your sensation? Where's your feeling? Why, why, why couldn't you catch it? I think that's what Kendrick's more annoyed about in these situations is how come he wasn't able to catch it with his sister? How come he wasn't able to catch it with his friend? Uh, this friend, um, I'll get the story up. Yeah, this friend in 2013, Chad Keaton died from complications about a month after a drive-by shooting. Kendrick was overseas when Chad died. He didn't visit him in hospital, just spoke to him on Skype. Inevitably, Kendrick feels like a failure for not going to see his dying friend in person. He feels like even God couldn't even forgive him for what he's done, being too preoccupied with his career to be able to visit Chad before he passed. And this is a tweet that I'm just looking at here. I might even use that tweet as a cover for this Bars, Rhymes and Life episode because it's hit me, it's genuinely hit me. Um, Kendrick's written, Rest in heaven, my little bro. Watched you become a man. You fought, bro. The city stole your life, but not your legacy. Only Kendrick would drop bars. Only Kendrick would drop bars. You'll find that when someone is taken away from you, it's really, really hard to forgive yourself. Especially if they're taken away from you in a way, like I said, on the last track, Sing About Me, if it was a gunshot and the person was really young and they had a lot of their lives to live, I think it's a really tough situation. And I think if Kendrick genuinely comes across like he cared about this guy as if he was his little brother, to not see him, to not be there in person... And then to to question everything that he's got around him, like all this money, all this fame, all this stuff, 
it's all disingenuous to him because it doesn't compare to the emotional connection that he has with his mate Chad. And it's at the end of this passage, you'll hear Kendrick genuinely crying. And I don't know how Kendrick got himself into this situation in the sense that how he got himself to feel like this in the booth. But it was real. It was genuinely real. This ain't sound effects or just like putting it on. I'll take an extract from what I took off Rap Genius. In the oral history of Kendrick Lamar's The Pimple Butterfly, Kendrick's engineer, mixed by Ali, described the recording of the song. The session for you was very uncomfortable. Lamar wrote it in the booth. The mic was on and I could hear him walking back and forth and having these super angry vocals. Then he'd start recording with the lights off and it was super emotional. I never asked him what got into him that day. You can feel it, right? You can genuinely, genuinely feel it. And I say RIP Chad. I hope his legacy continues through bars, rhymes and life and through everything Kendrick's been explaining and sharing and this vulnerability that he's describing in the most rawest way on this track helps anyone out there. Fact, I'm fucked up, but I ain't as fucked up as you. You just can't get right. I think your heart made of bulletproof. Should have killed your ass long time ago. Should have felt that black revolver blast a long time ago. And if these mirrors could talk, it would say you gotta go. And if I told your secrets, the world would know money can't stop a suicidal weakness. So I just wanted to highlight, before I go into the, the realness of it all, I wanted to highlight if these mirrors could talk, it's like if these walls could talk, I feel like there's a connection to these walls in the, the other album, which is again, how is he slipping all this in when he's so emotional, so raw, he's, he's consciously tapped into the rawest part of himself, releasing it, and yet putting in these subtle connections with the rest of the tracks that are in this album, which I just think is unbelievable, considering the emotion and the weight of this song. This final passage is Kendrick talking to himself, is Kendrick talking to his conscious, his consciousness, and he's telling himself that you're worthless. He's telling himself, Kendrick Lamar is telling himself he's worthless and that he should have just given it up and topped himself. Now, this might be one of the rawest things I say, and this is this is a bars rhymes in life staple, what I'll say. It's I think suicide might be the most selfish thing anyone can ever do in their whole life. I feel like even contemplating it has to be one of the most selfish things that you could ever do in one's life. Life is so precious. Life is so full of so many things to experience and explore. And I'm not holding anyone accountable saying, oh, you should do this and you should do that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But it's just so selfish for everyone that you care about. Like, 
the one thing that I wouldn't be afraid to look Kendrick in the face for and stare him straight in the eyes and say, if you killed yourself, what the fuck would Chad look at and say to you? Do you think Chad would be cool about it? Do you think Chad will have his thumbs up saying, yeah, Kendrick, come join me here up in heaven and waste all the opportunities that you've had, all the experiences that you've got. And on top of it, the effect and the positivity you would have on everyone that's listened to your music. Yeah, 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 just do it. Just just kill yourself. That would be brilliant. It's, it's fucked up, man. It's the most it's the most selfish thing that you can ever do. I think it's selfish enough to just contemplate it. I genuinely think it's selfish to tell someone, yeah, yeah, I've, you know, I've, there's been times when I thought about helping myself. Because I just think, what the fuck? What would you have to do to get there? Now, let me be really clear. There might be some really, really, really extreme anomalous anomalous i hope that's the right word examples where i could relate where i could say if having gone through that 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 and that sean strickland sean strickland i can i can relate and say you know what even though i still think it's super selfish even though i think it's like the worst thing in the world i can understand going through that type of pain that type of trauma that type of real real fucked up shit yeah, I can see why someone like him would want to top himself. But no, not to you, not to you, Kendrick. Nah. Even still, even with everything that you witnessed as a kid, everything, all the hardship that I don't have any tangible experience of, no, I will not accept it because I know Chad wouldn't accept it. Straight facts. And I think, again said with the utmost due respect for anyone that might be potentially feeling this type of way, I've got to look you in the eye and say, you're selfish. It's a selfish thing to do. It's a almost meaningless thing to do. If you think about it, Keisha's sister, I'll never fade away, I'll never fade away, I'll never fade away, I'll never fade away. So if you kill yourself, do you think you're genuinely going to be remembered? Or do you think you're going to fade away? It's the honest truth. Dark track, re-dark track, re-dark energy. And I know my energy's been a bit low since Brenda got a baby, but that's just what this music does to you. And 2024 is about truth. 2024 is about following things through and holding myself accountable. And look, I've started on this journey and I want to. It's really important though, because I wanted to share this as a lead up to the final track of this potential short series that we've done from Brenda's Got a Baby. And that was to take um, a quote from Kendrick about this specific track. He did it with an interview with the Rolling Stones on MTV. That was one of the hardest songs I had to write. There are some very dark moments in there. All my insecurities and selfishness and letdowns. That shit is depressing as a motherfucker. But it helps though, it helps. Anybody reading or listening who may be asking these questions of themselves, just remember, from you, you will eventually reach I. Cheers! Nothing but love to Kendrick Lamar and all of his fans. Nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there. 
one.